Whether you're new to pool and practicing the basics or a more experienced player performing drills to improve your shot making and positional play, the Drill Partner is perfect for you. Welcome back, everybody. Pinozo, how are you, man? I'm good. It's all good. good? You yep. gotten all your uh, Christmas shopping done already? I haven't even started. God, man, you too, huh? Oh, man, I've just been so busy going to London. I got back from London, and naturally I was sick. Of course. And deadline for the past week, sick and trying to get that done. And, uh, yeah, going out of town Wednesday. Yeah, busy, busy time Where are you of year. Going? You going to Chicago? Dallas. Dallas? Dallas. Got a meeting in Dallas. On? What's going on in Dallas? My bowling magazine. Ah, okay. Well, I might yeah. see you up there, man. I might be over there. How many days are you going to be over there? Oh, I'm going to be there for about 17 hours. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I won't see you over there. Okay, no, I'm probably not. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of these trips down there, I'm going to build in some extra time, though. Trust me. You let me know, buddy. I may, uh, any excuse to go see my my family up there, I'll gladly yeah. do. So, uh, thanks everybody for hanging out with us. We got a fun show in store. We got Carl Boys and Darren Appleton hanging out in the yeah. back. I'm about to bring them on shortly. We had Jeremy like, Jones it's on. Be like an episode of uh, Monty Python's Flying Circus. Well, you know, you just never know what you're going to get with these two guys. But part of why I love having these two guys on in particular is because they just they don't sugarcoat anything. They tell it like it is, right? They don't, uh, you know, usually have any kind of filter, which I can appreciate. Um, so, and so many things to talk about, but uh, it's more Moscone Cup talk, but a little bit different angle, Mike. That I'm I'm excited. I'm surprised to hear what I've seen online from these two. So uh, let's just go ahead and, and bring them on in from the commentary booth. We got Carl Boyce and uh, straight back from China. We got Darren Appleton. Darren, I want to start with you. Let's uh, let's get a bit of an update on you, pal. How are you feeling these days? How's uh, how are you getting back to traveling and uh, how's life feeling for you? Yeah, I can't complain too much. Uh, it's actually tomorrow is my anniversary. So yep. uh, feel really? a, little, a little bit emotional about it, actually. I, I've been thinking about it all day today. And just thinking about the whole year, the last 12 months, it's just been crazy, really. Uh, but when I look back at the last two months, especially, I'm in a hell of a lot better place now than I was, let's say, uh, three, four, five months ago. So, yeah, I feel a lot stronger in myself. I feel like next year I can get back to some normality, uh, start practicing more, start working out. Uh, I, I played uh, I played soccer the other day for the first wow. time since nice. my car. Uh, so yeah, that was like un unbelievable, really. Because I'm obviously a little bit worried about it, uh, but I managed to get through that. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I'm just looking forward now to actually working out. Where I didn't think I'd ever say that because I've never really been one for the gym. Uh, so yeah, just looking forward to getting my health in decent shape, where I can compete with these uh, young pups again. How was your game in China? Looked like you did pretty well. Yeah, it was okay. I mean, eight balls my game, so. I sort of managed myself uh, around the table pretty good tactically. Uh, but when it comes to like the pressure moments and uh, making the tough shots, it just wasn't quite there. And uh, I sort of got hammered against the guy what got to the final, a young Chinese kid. Uh, but I got I got to the final 32. The draw could have been a little bit kinder to me because uh, you couldn't play a Chinese player until the final 32. Uh, so I was quite a big favourite to reach that stage. Because uh, I was playing against the foreign players, and uh, no disrespect to the foreign players, but at Chinese eight ball, uh, yeah. they're not great at it. Let's say. Yeah. Uh, 
so yeah, I, I was probably expected to reach the final 32. And then you, you're just hoping that you, you get a little bit of luck with the draw. And then if you can get to the final eight, then any, anything can happen. Uh, so yeah, that, that was the case really. And uh, if, if I would have beat the guy what beat me, because he ended up getting to the final, I'm pretty confident I would have probably at least got to the semi-final. So uh, mm-hmm. you just need a little bit of luck at the right time. But yeah, I felt as if, if I had more time on the table... Uh, and play a few more tournaments, and I, I think I can be dangerous again at that game. Who won? Uh, a, a young guy, I think he's about twenty years old, called Rolling. He's probably like the next. Best, he's like the next big thing in uh, in Chinese eight ball. Uh, uh, Mick Hill, who obviously some of you will know, like uh, especially yeah. Carl. Uh, Mick says that he's like he's he's very close. To, uh, he's very close to you. You uh, yeah. Is it is it Fanyan? Uh, yeah, Fang Fang. Fang. Uh, yeah. He's, he's probably just about behind those two, but he's a uh, bur- uh, catching them up. So, yeah, and I think he uh, and the final was a race to forty-one. That's <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so he won forty-one twenty-eight in the final and picked up four hundred twenty thousand dollars. I mean, it's just incredible, really. Wow. Not bad for a week's worth of work. And, the other guy was like what 22 23 the guy what beat me he got to the final i think he picked up like hundred and fifty thousand dollars so yeah yeah it's like it's like serious money and i think he's going to get bigger and better still pretty top heavy though they go really top oh, heavy at those events over there right not as bad as the joy side but yeah, yeah. To top heavy prize money but yeah it's yeah. crazy yeah what say you carl i saw comments from you online maybe you might screw the cue back together after getting those uh moscone <laughs> cup butterflies what what are, we, are you breaking some news here? No, just winding. <laughs> hey, Emily, Emily, put the clamps on that quick. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna join Fedor play for USA. <laughs> you well, might have. Not let, we're not letting you in this country. Yeah. Fedor, <laughs> we got no shot, pal. <laughs> well, okay. let's start with Moscone Cup, Carl. Let's get your take on on what happened out there. You know, obviously, you saw it firsthand. You know, you everybody knew Europeans were the favorite, but. Um, I don't think anybody predicted what we saw over the last over those four days. Um, what was what was the takeaway that you had from it? Just watching and observing. I still felt I still felt Europe was going to win easy. Yeah, I've, I've been saying it a while, and then the last sort of two weeks leading up to it, I was trying to convince myself that <laughs> USA had a chance, but no, I just I just didn't feel it. I still I still think obviously. Um, you know, Fedor had not played in front of that crowd. I thought he was going to get more grief than what he actually did. Obviously, yeah. Michael Michael was there. I thought the crowd was like very easy on him. They were, but but I think the crowds changed a lot in Europe actually for Moscone Cup. I think I think obviously when me and Daz played, it was a smaller crowd, but I think it was a lot more pool fans. Right. So right. it was you know used to hear Europe chanted a lot, and it felt like you know everyone was singing it as well. Now it's just like little pockets. Yeah. So I think there's a, there's a lot more neutral people going just to watch it who maybe don't have a clue about the tour or pool, right. but they just want to go to the Moscone Cup. That's how it felt to me. Um, and then obviously Wolford. I, th- I think in the end, I think, I'm not saying I thought it was going to be 11-3, but I still thought Europe were going to win easy. I just didn't see how, you know, USA could cause any problems. What did you think, Daz? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't really watched any of it, but uh, when I saw the teams, I mean, 
obviously Catchy was very unfortunate to not make the team. I like the look of the American team. I was optimistic about their chances. But for me, the first day, I mean, when I saw the lineups, uh, I just couldn't believe what I was seeing, really, regards the... The selection for USA is just vital. It's so important. It's, it, it's unbelievable. And for me, they just got it wrong with their... With, with, with their lineups, especially day two. I mean, it was just unbelievable. What I just couldn't believe. Because, because like like you said, uh, Fedor, to me, is still a rookie because he's not played in front of a crowd and he hasn't played in Europe uh, in front of a crowd. So it's, if it had been playing in America, it would have been a lot more comfortable and the crowd would have been behind him. So it's just, I was just, at the end of the day, even though Shane's record's not great in the Moscone Cup, uh, but you've got to look at it, is that if you look at the history... Shane's always playing, let's say, the number one or two player from Europe. Right. right? So, always. Uh, and the likes of myself and Phil and Jason, when, when we play Shane, we get inspired because, obviously, he's one of the greatest players of all time. So, he, uh, so he probably feels more pressure than us. Uh, and plus, he's playing in, in a team where they, re they rely on him, where, luckily for Europe, we have, like, four great players following you if, if you don't do the business. So... It, so there's a little bit of pressure there as well. But uh, going back to my point is that Shane Van Bonin is Shane Van Bonin. I mean, uh, unless he's broke his arm or broke his leg, he's your number one player. Uh, I don't care what his record's like. At the end of the day, he's proven himself on the world stage over and over again. Uh, what so you... To not play him on the first two days was, was just uh, shooting yourselves in the foot. What do you make of rumors suggesting that Shane said, you know, he didn't want to play filler? You know, he had an idea of maybe spots that he would be in and, you know, wanted to avoid that? I find that hard to believe. Like, in a race to five, you're what? You're world champion. You're five times US Open champion. You're, you're one of the greatest players of all time. I mean, yeah, Philip probably got a good record against him. Uh, but in a race to five, I mean, Shane can be anybody in the world, right? Uh, yeah. But. If I had to pick one guy on Team USA to make a ball for me under pressure, Shane Van Bonen is going to be my man just because he's proven it. You know what I mean? Uh, where I'm knocking Fedor, obviously, he's a great player and he's going to be a great player for many years to come and, and, the, the, and the same with Skyler. Uh, but uh, but the, uh, Skyler's proved it in the Moscone Cup, but, I mean, he's still got to prove it in the singles event and Fedor's still got to prove it on the biggest stage of all and, obviously, the Moscone Cup. Yeah, I mean, I think that was a lot of people's takeaway just in regards to Federer, and I kind of preached that going into it, just the fact that, you know, you can say you're as comfortable as you want to be, but until you're out there playing and show some form in that environment, you know, it's always going to be just a lot of talk, you know, uh, and, and that's it. I get, he's, I get he's an individually accomplished player. He's done so much in the sport, world champion, you know, won everything under the sun, it seems like, outside of a match in Marina, but that environment's a little different you know and to kind of put all that weight on day two on his shoulders what i was i felt like admirable in some instances if if he was the one that said i'm down for the challenge but on the other hand it's like you got a guy like sky who has proven that you know he can play anybody across from him at any point in any situation whether you're down or you're up and uh you know he can stand tall so um lots of question marks for sure but, you know, give me give me your thoughts on, let's say, the, the day one positioning, Darren, when it came to the rookies, because I found it odd, you know, having those rookies on the back end for Team USA um, going out there in what potential, uh, potentially could have been a 3-0 hole, which it ended up being. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a tricky one because you can't put them out the first day. 
that's for sure. So I mean, you 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 want to try and squeeze squeeze at least one of them in the in the second day, uh, which obviously would have been Shane Walford. I mean, it was very harsh for him to to play his first singles match and the team's losing ten three. I mean, that was brutal. Yeah. And to be fair, he he did himself justice. I think I think he can be very proud of himself, even though he, he did have a chance at Hill Hill. But obviously, Carl's been there. I've been there. You, the, the the pressure is unbelievable and the nerves and I think he held himself pretty well. Uh, yeah. I think David was a little bit lucky in that final rack, uh, but that's pull. You know what I mean? Uh, it, 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 it was just unfortunate that the team was down ten three really, where obviously yeah. if it had been a bit closer, he would have had a little bit less pressure and he probably could have enjoyed it a little bit more. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't think twice about putting Shane Walford back in the team. Uh, I think going forward. He looked. He looked like he wanted to be there. He, he looked like he had a pretty good presence about him. Uh, he didn't. He, he, he didn't fade away. Where it's easy to fade away in that arena. Uh, so I'd be very optimistic about uh, Shane's, Shane's uh, chances in the future, playing in the in future Moscone Cups. What say you, Carl? Well, I, th- I think. I think the problem is with day two. Obviously, they were just four zero down, weren't they? So it's like brutal. What what you're supposed to do? I think day one, no, I know. I mean, you know what it's like. You fall down in that event. I'm, right. and is Shane going to like, you know, is he going to step up and do bits? I mean, Fedor could have easily won two at the three points. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, but um, I don't know. I think day one, I sort of didn't mind it. But I think the problem is, like Daz said, Europe are just so good. you got all five guys who have won in that arena and won big tournaments. It's where USA, the lineup on day one, I sort of didn't mind it, but just felt like that team point was obviously vital, wasn't it? Yeah. So to see what JJ's tried to do, because obviously Shane still played the first point, didn't he, with Tyler? I know it's not singles, but he still played it. I mean, would you put Shane up in that singles point on day one? No. No, I, I figured they were going to put I think, Sky. I think day one, they had it perfect, really. I mean, they had yeah. to go with it how they go. It It was day two what was a problem for me. I mean, yeah, Fedor could have won two out of the three, but he didn't. Uh, and just to leave Shane, to leave Shane till day well, three. I will say that I will say I, that, that I have Jeremy quoted as saying Shane did not want to play filler and did not want to play singles until day three. Well, that amazes me. That doesn't I mean that to me. So he wanted to stay out of there until day three. Well, for me as a captain, you should be pulling into one side and having a, a good talking to him because that doesn't make sense to me. I mean, the Moscone Cup comes round once a year. Yeah. Uh, he's, a, he's a world champion, one of the greats of the game. I mean, he should be up to he should be up for playing anybody in a race to five. Yeah. And he's got to lead the team. I mean, he's got to be the leader of that team. I mean, he's it just makes no sense to me why because because when he played in, uh, we played against Asia in, in 2009. It was a team, international team against uh, Asia in 2009. It was me, Mika, Albin Alshon and Shane Van Bonin. And that event, he was perfect all week. He was very vibrant. He was very forward. We we let him take the lead and he played unbelievable. And he, he got the M, the MVP that week. Uh, and I just don't, I don't understand why he can't produce the same mentality when he plays in the Moscone Cup on a concert. fourteen years older. Well, how hard is it to address seasoned players, Darren, that maybe have a larger than life on the table personality? You know what I mean? That are legends like the likes of 
you know, you and your prime when you're over, you're playing on the Moscone Cup, you know, a guy like maybe a, a, a Josh per se, Shane, how hard is it to coach them or address them and for to essentially correct, you know, maybe where their head's at, um, you know, given everything that, that, that they've accomplished? I don't think they need a coach. They need a leader. They, they need a proper captain. A captain's completely different to a, to a coach. Uh, and it seems to me on both teams this year, that's what uh, the, guy, the, the, the captains are really, uh, they are great coaches, but are they great captains? I, I don't really know. Uh, but I mean, Jeremy's a great person. Uh, I know, I, I know he's a great coach, but I haven't seen him. Uh, I haven't seen behind the scenes what happens with the team America. Uh, but if I was captain of America, I mean, I'd be, I'd be uh, drilling it into Shane Van Bone in that look. You're my man. You're one of the greatest players of all time. I need you. The team needs you, and your country needs you. You know what I mean? I mean, you, you've got to, you've, you've got to, you've got to boost him up there, like to be. To, to feel like King Kong, you know what I mean? Uh, like Jason Shaw for Europe. I mean, he's just—he's a different animal, isn't he? When he when he goes in that Moscow Cup arena, he's just—he just takes over. He just takes over the show, yeah, and that's yeah. his personality. Where Shane's a little bit quieter, but he can do it in different ways. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just—I mean, like you, you look at someone like Ralph. He did it very quietly, you know what I mean? And uh, Neil's fine did it very quietly, but uh, but they lead the team in different ways and. Uh, uh, I think Shane can still do that. It's not too late. He's still young enough to to take that role. I, I just don't understand it, really. Yeah. What, what say you, Mike? No, don't don't disagree at all. I mean, you know, and, and we'll talk about you know leadership if we need to. Uh, but it's you know it's it's a hard thing when you have all these disparate personalities on a team to try to get them all pulling the rope in the same direction. You know, who's going to be the leader. I mean, Shane has said, you know, leading is, I'm not really a leader. The guys know how to play pool. I'm going to let them, you know, if they want me, I'm there, but I'm not the rah-rah leader type. But he I said, do agree. He said that multiple times. Yeah. But I do agree that you've got to have, you know, uh, someone up there who can take Shane off to the side and, and get him pumped up or smack him down or whatever needs to be happened. Uh, so, you know, that's more of a, a captain's thing than a coaching thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I find it unbelievable. I mean, because uh, I thought, obviously, uh, Jeremy's been captain for four years now, and uh, and I know, I know, with Shane, he, he's got it inside him. He's got it inside yeah. him. He's got it inside him to lead that team. He has done it before, 2018. In my opinion, no disrespect to Skyler, he played he played really well, also. But in yeah. my opinion, uh, Shane Van Bonen was the MVP of that of that event. Uh, so I, yeah, yeah, he, he has done it before. It's just uh, I don't know. It's just it seems like they have to be in the lead for him to be engaged. Yeah, and that once they get behind, it's hard for him to get his to get mentally ready to play catch up. Yeah, it's just uh, and it yeah, it just doesn't make a lot of sense, really. I mean, uh, but again, it, to, to me, for him to be even be saying that, saying that he doesn't want to play and he doesn't want to play Joshua Filler. I mean, uh, I understand. Like, if you've what, what would uh, that do? To, what What would that do if you were in the locker room, Darren? Like, if you're one of the guys who are, you know, looking to him as a leader, which you know, like, what would that do to your spirits, knowing that that's you know what's coming out of your guys' mouth? Yeah, I mean, I won't be too happy about it, really. But I mean, that's why you're a team, and uh, that's where the captain should play the big role. Uh, that's where the captain is needed. 
uh, and and your players really. I mean, they they should be having team meetings. They should be uh, yeah. making sure that they're mentally. But sometimes you have such a bad record against someone, maybe it, it uh, maybe it, it it isn't a bad idea to to change it up. Uh, so for me, if 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 Shane was adamant he didn't want to play, then for me they should have gone with a proven, experienced player in that arena, and that would have been Skyler. Yeah. Uh, and that's no disrespect to, to Fedor. I mean, he might go on to be the greatest ball player of all time, right? Yeah. And I I love the guy, but uh, but I just didn't I just didn't feel it. I just couldn't feel it when he's under that severe pressure in that arena against those fans and against someone like Joshua Filler. I mean, it, it you can't let Joshua Filler loose. You know what I mean? He's uh, yeah. uh, and because I played in the Moscone Cup, you just know how difficult it is. Especially as like a first timer, uh, it's just uh, it's, it, it was a tough ask for Paul Fedor on day two. Let me ask you a question before we jump into the uh, just the format in particular. If if there was a vacancy on an American side for a captaincy, would you be willing to take on that role? Well, it's Ooh, who, who dares? Yeah, it's a yeah. tough one. I mean, you don't know until you get you asked you, you bled blue and yellow. I yeah, mean, you I know, know. We, we know you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, that's probably never going to happen. But uh, if I was to suggest somebody, then I'd probably say a Scott Frost. I think really? he's perfect for the role uh, with someone like Billy in a Cardona as his as his uh, vice captain. <laughs> uh, I mean, Billy be in the stands making book. Yeah. <laughs> well, Billy's got the respect of the players. He's just there's something about him. He's just uh, yeah. He's very calming influence. He's is uh, I can imagine him being a great motivator for the players. The players are going to respect him. I'm not saying Billy uh, should be the vice captain, but I mean someone like him. Uh, but yeah. I think Scott Frost, I think he's, uh, yeah, I think he'll speak his mind. I think Scott Frost got a lot of big. He's got a big personality, as we know. That he does. He's a character, and his IQ when it comes to pull is is second to none. Uh, I mean, just listen to his commentary about the game and everything and when you're around him as well his uh his enthusiasm and his knowledge of the game is is right up there with the very best and uh i think i think he's probably looking looking at the options what you've got in america to be a captain i think he's probably the leading candidate what 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 do you say to that point carl because i i've made you know arguments saying because i've heard scott's name be brought up and it's again this is all just hypothetically speaking but you know, for me, I have a hard time with it, just given his lack of experience out there in that environment, you know, to give any kind of credibility on, you know, what players can expect out there on that stage. Yeah, I think you just need someone who's going to, like, say, if, if Shane has turned around and said that to JJ, that he don't want to play here, he doesn't want to play there, he just needs, like, Johan wouldn't have stood for that, would he? Huh. No. No, Johan, you know, you just he just wouldn't have stood for that. Johan had the great knack of like making you feel a million dollars, and he sort of knew what part of it, and he sort of knew what everybody wanted. Everyone's different, aren't they? So, obviously, you need somebody like that. I don't know if Frost is like that or not. Obviously, he's very, you know, he's not scared of speaking. I suppose maybe, maybe, maybe he's the man for the job. As Darren said, where, where else do you go though? It's like I think in any sport, I think if you're a great man manager. You're halfway there, and I think, like, let's say Johan, right? Johan was a great, a great man manager, right? I remember Chris Mell in 2012. Uh, at the first two days of the Moscone Cup, he was all over the place, uh, and he was going through a lot of uh, personal trauma also at the time. 
and Johan took him away for about three or four hours. I had a really good dinner with him. I had a good speak with him. Melin come back the next day and he played the best ball of his life and he ended up getting the MVP and he basically won us the Moscone Cup that year. And that was all really down to Johan because Chris was in a bad place. Uh, uh, I think he just lost his mother and all that stuff. So And he just turned it around and that was really through Johan, really. And Johan's done it for, for me also. I think he's done it for many players. And uh, yeah, it's just uh, the vibe with someone like Johan in your corner. And because his knowledge of the game's not great, but he knows enough about the game. And that's and that and that is all what it takes, right? It's just you've got to be a leader. It's like all these great managers, uh, uh, any any sport really. They're just uh, they're great mentally. And I, I think I think I think Scott Scott Frost just really really fits that bill perfect. I think he'd be a great man man captain. Let's say. Yeah. Well, he's certainly not afraid to speak his mind, which I think would have been real you know real instrumental, especially in this year's Moscone Cup. I've had uh, many it, chats with Scott Frost, and he's he's like he's he makes you feel really good. You know what I mean? He, he's well, like, Shane. You know, Shane said that Scott was one of the guys who talked to him after day one and got him motivated for day three when he beat Josh. So, well, but uh, after, day, after day one, he also dodged day two, though. So, uh, yeah. yeah, he dodged day two as a player. He was the first guy out there every you know every match talking to the players. Um, you know, so it was a complete yeah. turn from the first day. Uh, so yeah, it, it's you know D Darren's right. You really need someone who knows how to handle people, and each person is different. So you know how to you know you got to know which buttons to push and which strings to pull on this guy, and you got these this guy's buttons and string might be completely different. You just have to know how to judge that balance. And Johan really did a good job of that. He really you know he used to talk about Billy about how Billy is so excitable, you got to convince him to go out there and tell him, you know, don't pump your fist, don't get excited, don't anything until after the last nine. All these other shots, treat them like they're any other shot. And, and he got him in the right mindset. And that was the last day in 19 when he went out there and beat Jason uh, in singles. Um, so, you know, you do need someone like that, someone who can really um, – tap into each person's individual personality because they're all, you know, you're talking about a team full of individuals. I mean, these are, these are, you know, um, you know, guys who are loners who play by, you know, right. it, it's all about me type of thing. And, and to get them to, to think differently is, is not, not as easy as it might seem. Now you have someone like team Europe, those guys, they kind of, I think they get that. And I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's from, their sports background in Europe as soccer fans or whatever, they, they get this whole team mentality thing a, a little bit easier. It, it comes more natural to them. And so you can see them bonding and, you know, they always called the captain skip and they always, you know, like, you know, we're all over each other and hug each other, whatever. There was, there's just a different, you can just see a different dynamic with that group. So they're much easier to coach. I would imagine. I mean, uh, you know, Ralph, Let's face it. He could have stayed at the Hilton and ordered room service and watched it on TV and, <laughs> and sent in his, you know, God sent in damn. the lineup, sent in the lineup by by you know email, and he would have been just yeah. fine. And that's nothing against him. I'm sure. I, I just, but I really did want to see him need to get pushed. I wanted to watch it. Need see him need to make a decision this year to see how he handled it. You had some pretty uh, uh, pop, strong opinions from the beginning, Carl, about uh, uh, someone's getting some feedback here. Yeah, I'm getting feedback here. Um, 
maybe you guys can check your uh, your output. Your, uh, your output. Um, what um, I gonna say? Carl, you had a interesting opinion when it comes to uh, a Ralph. Ralph starting on day one. On day one. Just about him kind of just hanging out. Hanging out. Yeah, I noticed yeah, that, noticed. Um, that um, JJ went into the JJ arena, into the and arena. I was looking down, and Ralph was down. sort of looking at Team USA. USA. Hang tight one second, boys. Try to refresh for me because this feedback's really killing me here. So if y'all can just refresh your browser, and then I'll bring you on back in. Bring you on back in. All right, let's see if we can get this this audio situation on tap here. Let's bring in Pinozo. Mike, can you hear me? Yeah. Did everybody check out? Everybody, I'm having everybody refresh. Here. Oh, okay. Gonna, <laughs> he just jumped out yeah. for you. <laughs> no, no, no. Hold on. Hold on a second. We're having everybody refresh here. So just you guys hang tight. We appreciate everybody for being on board with us. I don't hear the echo now. So hopefully nope. once they uh, refresh, we can uh, we can get back on track here. Let's see if we can bring back in Darren. Hey, Darren, can you hear us all right? Yep. All good. Can you hear him, Mike? I can't hear Darren. Yeah. Take oh, there he is. There he is. Okay, now I can hear him. Okay, let's see if we yeah. can bring back in uh, Carl. Can you hear us, Carl? Yep. Okay, good deal. All right, so I don't hear any feedback now. So let's um, – <clears throat> I was saying, Carl, you know, uh, to Mike's point, you know, you had some pretty uh, strong opinions from the very beginning when you were observing Ralph and just kind of, you know, him not doing a whole lot out there um, and maybe – Maybe that was deliberate, you know, if it wasn't broke, don't fix it and just let these boys do as they do. And, you know, obviously it paid off. But um, give me your take on on the uh, the European captain. Yeah, I remember on day one, um, JJ and the, the players was going out into the arena and I was looking down and Ralph was just sat on the, the, the sofa's front row. And then, he, and then he stood up and he was looking at Team Americas thinking, should I go out there? Should I not? <laughs> and it, it, it sort of looked to me like, obviously... Um, in the end, he's gone, yeah, I better go out there. So he walked out there and I was watching him and he just sort of fist pumped everyone and just walked back out. So he told me that he's not really, you know, been doing much as, as, as far as a leader. And I, th I think the fact that it was the same five guys. That was the whole thing. Yeah. And I think obviously with Jason Shaw and his character, I think he just took over to be honest. Yeah, he did. I don't. I don't think Ralph did. <laughs> too much I knew who was. Time. You knew who was running the team when they said we're having a team meeting five days ahead of time in Scotland. I'm like, okay, here we go. <laughs> it's yeah. Jason's show, and and that's fine. You know, once Ralph was able to get the five players from last year together, then his job was easy. It was don't screw it up. Just don't. Yeah. Just stay out of the way and don't screw it up. Uh, so that's where he got really lucky being able to have the same team. And I saw the same thing. I saw one match. I can't remember who was playing. I think it might have been Francisco or Alvin playing singles. And it was between Rax and Ralph walked out there and he stood next to him and he looked at him and they looked at each other. Ralph didn't say a single word. And then he stood there and folded his arms and he turned around and walked out of the arena. <laughs> it was it was kind of comical. But, you know, I think he knew. I, you know, which I think would probably be difficult for him because if you're in, if if you've got a coaching and instruction background like him, and you know a lot, and you want to share a lot, and you you want to coach. You, you know, he probably wanted to put his stamp on here someplace, but he just bit his lip and was smart enough to just stay the hell out of the way. And it was smart because he left his ego at the door. It seemed like and hundred you know, percent translated to an eleven three win. 
I think he realised very quickly that the team don't need coaching unless they're really struggling with their Correct. game. So you just let the guys get on with it. You've just got to lead the guys, haven't you? You've got to be a leader. You've got to yeah. do like good speeches and all that stuff and make sure they're in a good headspace and, uh, yeah, just l l look after them like babies, really, and then yeah. just let them do and go and do the job, which they're going to do. And then they've got a great leaders like uh, Jason, like uh, when me and Carl played, me and Carl were the leaders, really, in the team, like vocally. Yeah. Uh, and everyone else just did their job on the table, and it's the same now, isn't it? We we got Jason, we got Joshua Filler, and the rest of the team just just back up. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's talk format, boys. That's why we brought you guys on here. There was some pretty strong opinions across social media just regarding, you know, listen, we didn't have Wolford play until the end. I think I think David might have played a singles. I'm not sure, um, but there was it seemed a little top heavy throughout the entire event, where it was more, you know, your best two or three guys versus our, you know best two or three guys what can we do to mix it up where it's more of a 5v5 you know team dynamic yeah i think uh what i don't understand is that uh there's always been a persona that america are stronger in singles uh than doubles which uh the, which is not the case but at all it used uh, to be and since it used to be that way yeah but prior to prior to yeah. 2010 that right, you're right uh, right. But since 2010, Europe have won 75 percent of the singles. singles. Yep. So I think it's is like that right? Yeah. 84 to 39 since 2010. The only year that America won the singles was in 2018, and they won six five in the singles that particular year. So for 14 years, they've only won one year where they've won the singles. So they've held their own in the doubles. It's about 50 50 in the doubles. It, it, it's about 50-50 in the doubles over the years. Uh, but Europe have really dominated the singles the last uh, 12, yeah. 13 years especially. Uh, yeah. so I think that's where it needs to change. Because when I see, especially when me and Cal played, right, there was one guy who, who got an extra singles. Every, everyone else played as much as everyone else, as long as it went quite close, let's say. Uh, so we'd all play one singles. Uh, and we play like maybe three doubles or something, Carl, and along with the team match. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then if it went to the final day, then obviously you play two singles. Uh, but there was one extra singles uh, on each team, just just how the format worked, I guess. Uh, but since they brought in, was it the captain's choice? Yeah. I mean, uh, fans, the fans, fans choice. That, that's where it really started favouring Europe, in my opinion, because uh, I mean, I know you had a couple of years of success there, but uh, it just means that Jason and Joshua Filler is going to play more singles, right? Because they're always going to get the fans vote. And then it went to the captain's pick this year. So it's the same thing again. They opened the format up where it favoured the Europeans because they could play Joshua Filler in like three or four singles or something like that. Uh, I mean, I mean, in my opinion, is is the best player in the world. So uh, yeah. you are really, you are really, you are asking for a lot. Really, uh, you are gambling on on beat, beating Josh twice, really, keeping to 50%. Uh, and it, it was the same with the fans' choice. When you had the fans' choice, it also meant there was an extra doubles as well. Uh, so that worked okay. Uh, but like Carl says, I, I think or, um, I think most people really, I think they should keep it to five singles. Yeah. Uh, play more team matches, because I think that favours USA. Well, but at least it's fair game for everyone. But what I do like is that Everybody should be given the opportunity to play. Yes. And also, every player in the team 
because they've they've worked all year to make the team, right? So right. they they should also get the opportunity to be the MVP also. Where at the moment only two players from each team can possibly win the MVP. Unless yeah. unless Phil Jason, Shane and Skyler have a nightmare. Uh, because yeah. they're playing more more points, so obviously they've got a big advantage. Right. Uh, like it's like Shane Wolford, for example, even David Alcady. Like, right. You don't really see them. It's like no. you, you just don't see them play. It was the same with Alvin last year. Yeah, Alvin, you barely saw Alvin last year. You play a doubles match, right? One doubles match a day, and Carl, I tell you, anything can happen in the doubles match. You, you only might play two shots. Yeah, I, I, I remember playing one doubles match against Shane and Skyler, me and Alvin. We got beat five one, and I basically had two, two, two uh, safety shots. So you can lose very quickly, and yeah. that, and so you might, you basically might, you might not be involved in the Moscone Cup for the for the, the first two or three days, and it, and it's happened to me, and I'm sure it's happened to to many players. What say you, Carl? Yeah, I remember 2010 and 2013 were my first two. I, I just remember it being five singles matches. So let's say, obviously, Darren plays, uh, Neil's played the first singles and then you used to have the last singles point, didn't you? Which Darren usually played. But you, you just knew that was their slot. I knew my slot would come day two or three. At the minute, it's like you're saying, obviously, you want to watch Filler or last year Strickland got the vote. So you're thinking, oh, this is great. It's great TV. But... right. It's probably affecting the cup, isn't it, a little bit now? I think there was so much hope on SVB and Skyler to try and play more singles or get fans' picks. But I think, as Daz said there, and obviously with the stats, it's, it's going against them because Europe are just far too strong in singles. And plus, to be fair, when you look at the doubles and the team match, the better points to watch anyway. Yeah, definitely. yeah. It's they are. They, they are. Yeah. Me, it's, yeah. Not, yeah. it's not really about making changes to make it more even, or which one favors this. No. Group. Yeah. It's about listen. This is a team competition. I want to see team competition. This is if this is going to be the Ryder Cup. Everybody plays in the Ryder Cup. They don't hide players. They don't whatever. I want to see these guys play. They want to play. They don't want to go over there and play once in four days. You know. So I mean, if it hadn't gotten to that last match, Al Caden. Wolford wouldn't have played a single singles match in the entire tournament. So, um, you know, in the old, at the early on, it was always you couldn't play singles until everybody had played single. You couldn't play a second singles match until everybody had played one. They should just go back to that. And so I why, did that, why did that change then? Uh, you know, I'm not really sure why things went to that that free pick uh, part of the equation. I'm not sure how that got put in. The fans' choice was just, you know, get people involved. I understand that. Um, and and Emily even said, okay, this year it's time to get that out because we've, you know, that's, you know, we played the gimmick for a few years and it was fun, but now it's time to get back to real pool. So I agree with that. Let's get back to real pool and and have all the players play pretty much equal amounts. I mean, it's you're never going to get them all to play equal amounts because it's very rarely going to go to 10 to 10. So someone's going to get left out of a second right. singles match or something like that. But uh, but keep them involved through the whole event. I mean, it's you know it may even, it probably favors Team Europe because they're deeper through five than we are. But I still want to see these guys. You out think, Mike? More often. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I still I want to see them out there playing. Well. I think in the doubles. I think I look at the doubles all the time, and I think it's 50-50. I just think sure. 
it's a race to five. Skyler and Shane Welford against myself and Cowboy. I mean, maybe not me and Cow, because we was unbeatable, but uh, about me and uh, whoever, right? Uh, I mean, anything can happen in a race to five. Where singles, you just you're on your own, right? You're you're on your own in the singles. It's a different mentality playing singles yeah. and doubles. Uh, where my record was really good in singles, where doubles, I think I'm about fifty percent win success, but. A lot of those doubles losses weren't really my fault. It's just the way the game is, right? Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'd I'd like to see more doubles and maybe that that team match where it's five on five. I think I think I think that's what the fans would like to see also. Uh, and I think it'll create more closer matches because it amazes me that the history of the Moscone Cup there's never been a hill hill match. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's never gone ten. Well, it was yeah, the second year. Oh, okay. The, the second, second year, Europe won sixteen to fifteen. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I was born then. <laughs> <laughs> Just about. Mike was it? Mike was in his fifties around there. I was in my fifties. Yeah, well, even, yeah. even, even, even that year, they played a, a race to two against uh, Jimmy White against uh, Lou, yeah. Lou, Lou, Lou Terra. Terra. I mean, so, so it wasn't really real, was it? No. What are no, what are some things that we can do to help bring you know balance it out some and bring in you know more excitement? Obviously, if the competition was a little stiffer, that's the obvious, but just as far as the format goes. Well, I think just going back to what Daz said, if you look at the doubles match with Jason and Fran, Jason played great. Fran made two errors, looked edgy, and they lost the point. Yeah. You know, yeah. Alcady looked very edgy against Wolford. Yeah, very. So, so, I, so I think Europe, I still think there's a bit of like, I still think they could go a bit me, but obviously just the Americans are not doing it. So I think... <clears throat> If, if everyone just gets the five singles points in the opening three days, and then if it, it, I always think the team points are good match, the very first point. I like it. it. You know, everyone's in the arena. It's like who's got the rack, who's got the break. I think it's a great point. There may be more of that, but you definitely, I feel like there definitely needs to be more team play just because yeah. there just seems to be more drama. If you keep putting filler out there and door, and obviously Albin as well, you know what I mean? The guy who don't miss. Catcher's yeah, come back. Don't miss. And then Catcher's yeah. going to come back. I mean, Catcher was the best player in the world until his accident. Yeah. yeah. He was flying. I mean, the way he played at the UK Open was incredible. Yeah. Demolished everyone, dominated everyone. It wasn't just that he was winning. He was it also won the World Let, Let's not forget, he, he won the World 10 ball. He beat everybody. That's a, <clears throat> that's Carl's favorite event. <clears throat> Let me, uh, ball used to be his strongest yeah. game. I Let me. Like uh, Tempo. Tempo. <laughs> game. It was a good breaker. Right, Let Tempo. me bring in uh, Mike's format here. So this is Mike's suggestion. I want to get your guys. Well, this is this it. is just this is just based <laughs> off of conversations I actually had with Carl in London. Oh, okay, okay. Saw a post from Darren, and I think we all kind of agreed. Um, you know, the the main thing is, and you look at these. I mean, the main thing with I think what we're both saying, we're all three <clears> of us are saying, is those first five singles. No one can play a second singles until, you know, everybody can only play two singles matches. Yeah. Somewhere in the first five and then somewhere on the last day. And that's it. What do you say, Carl? What are your thoughts on it? Um, probably don't matter what my thoughts are. It's all about the gaffer, isn't it? But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you got her ear. Yeah. You're the ambassador. You're the ambassador, I'm the players. <laughs> I think the fact that I, I just think the five singles forget at the minute the teams and the doubles. I just think it's a shame that 
we've got this tour growing now. And if you've played all year and you're in the cup and you've got to watch the same guy keep going out and everyone's talking about him and the Moscone's built up around that same guy, it, I think it's quite demoralising for the people that have still qualified. So I think just having the five singles matches, whether there's more team matches or doubles, I don't really care about that at the minute. I just think the five singles matches is the one because whether you're Appleton, you're going out first, or you're Tyler Stay, you're going out fourth. I still <clears> feel like you, you feel part of the team. What do you yeah. think? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely because uh, I was thinking about because obviously you, I played and uh, yeah, I mean, I look at people like David Alcady and uh, over the years, let's say uh, Nikos, the Greek guy, uh, Alex yeah. Kazakis, uh, Shane Walford, Corey Jewell, and sometimes you just don't see them. It's just that they're not right. involved in the in the event because they're always playing late on day one or late on day two. So how can you expect these guys to perform? How can you expect them to get in stroke? Uh, and then, like Shane Walford, he's basically been a spectator for two days. And then you're saying, look, you're 10 free down. <laughs> Keep us alive. Yeah. Go get him, son. Here's your chance to shine. I mean, it's unbelievable. Where if he would have played at least one match per day, like the the team match, he's going to feel a lot more comfortable. He's gonna he's going to feel more involved, and he's going to be able to express himself better. Because uh, I remember, like, uh, and also picking the doubles. I mean, it's so important to pick the doubles. I mean, I know you only can play with with uh, one one of the players once, but you. You can't put a rookie with a rookie, or I mean, Shane should have should have, should have been playing his first doubles with uh, uh, Shane Walford, right? Right. Uh, just things like that. It's so important. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I remember my yeah. first Moscone. My first doubles partner was uh, Ralph Suka. I mean, even though we got beat, it, I felt very comfortable. You know what I mean? Uh, it's just so. It's just. Well, that's what Marcus did in 2018, didn't he? Send out Kazakis and Kachi as doubles well, that was in the first the day. Biggest mistake he ever he, he yeah. ever made as a captain, but. He yeah. probably thinking, well, if if it works, probably a bit of arrogance there, ego, thinking that we're, we're going to win anyway. Right. Uh, so yeah, probably a bit a bit of complacency because, I mean, that's the wrong thing to do. Yeah. I think What's the other the thing is with with the team point. If let's just say we did see more team points, that's a brutal point to play as a player because everyone oh, sat there. You could see that with Shane Mamboni, couldn't you? He completely <laughs> fell apart. Well, there are, two, there are two sides of it. Shane couldn't get out, and then Better steps up for his first, you know, rack at the Moscone Golden Cup. Break. Alvin breaks the nine in on the break. It's yeah. like, yeah. okay, go sit down. <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. That, that, that team match is the most pressure. The first, because obviously it's the first, it's the first rack you play in the old Moscone Cup. Uh, right. That's the most the most nerves you'll ever feel uh, yeah. ever as a pool player. Carl, you're in that camp. You're around, you know, those personalities in that room. What's the likelihood that we see any kind of changes when it comes to the format? You feel like? Listen, we're not dealing with stupid people here, are we? You know what I mean? Right. Match room, match room. At the end of the day, in any sport, you know they're not scared to make changes. We've seen it all year. So, you know, even if even if no one's had the idea himself. If they see forums and whatever else, I'm sure they'll have a meeting and discuss stuff. And uh, I just, I just don't think they're scared of changing anything. I think they so, know they have to make changes, really. Cause yeah. At the moment, I mean, filler. I mean, the guy's just a freak, isn't he? He's just a freak. He's if, a freak. I'm, and 
I, I love I watching him play, but I don't want to watch him play that much in the Moscone Cup. As much as I love watching him play, yeah. I don't want to see him for three times on one day. I mean, it's just, it's just, I don't know. I, I love watching him play, just not when when Wolford and David got to play. You know, maybe on the on the last day. That's the yeah. only thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think they just everyone should get the same opportunity because I know the fans love the MVP. I know the players are probably not as obsessed with it as what. Is what the fans are because when I played, I really didn't give a shit about the MVP. It was all it was all about the team. Uh, well, I know that the fans really get into it. You know what I mean? So at least give the players the same opportunity. Well, I think the other big thing is obviously. Right, I agree with that. I, I think the other big thing is what we're probably forgetting is maybe we did want to see Filler or Shane or Darren play yeah. a lot because we didn't have any other tournaments. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean it was great for us. But... Yeah, but now obviously. We're going to, you know, it's looking like we're going to have like a match room event freaking every month. They're not yeah. going to hold back, are they? So we're seeing them a lot more. We're going to see Fedor and Philip. We're going to see them right. play. So right. maybe, maybe like, you know, the formats and all that, it's not about seeing the same player players where maybe it once was. What, what do you think the likes of, you know, Jason and Josh would feel about potential changes that could limit the amount of matches they get to play? How receptive or open do you think that they would be to that? I don't think they'll care. You just want to get in the team because it's such a great week. And like Daz said, it's not about, oh, I need to play loads of singles or I need to do this. It's just a great week. Do you know what I mean? It's great to be involved in, you know, or, or you just feel like, you know, you're part of this team vibe. Everyone's going to get paid well. You know, you're playing on, on, on live telly. So no one will care. Yeah. Hey, you want everyone to shine, don't you? I mean, yeah. I was I was more happy when Nick Vandenberg won a, a point or or uh, Nikos, you know what I mean? It just so as I would be Twitch. I get as much pleasure out of those guys winning than that I do myself. I mean, it's just you're a team, aren't you? It doesn't matter whether if I lost five out of five every year, long as we win, I didn't care. That that was my mentality with the team. Uh, I I just wanted us to win, just so so badly. It was just because it's the greatest thing to be involved in, uh, but. The uh, the the uh, buzz you get from the crowd and the buzz you get when you win is like it's just hard to explain because you, you don't have that as a a singles player like playing in the World Championships or the U.S. Open. Yeah, you you have it with your own personal pride and everything else, but uh, but uh, but sharing your victories with your with your team is just uh, there's nothing better really. Yeah, uh, and the and the likes of me, Carl and Jason, we like grew up playing teams. So we we have been around playing teams our our whole life. So we've we've we we have always loved that that vibe and uh, and having the banter and all that stuff. Yeah. How how do we get more of that on Team USA? I don't think you're far away. I think you just need. I should be careful here. I think you just need the the right leader. Uh, don't be careful. Johan, Come on. Whether that's Johan or whether that's Scott Frost. I mean, it could be Jeremy, but. Uh, they have to be serious changes. I mean, because I haven't, I haven't, I haven't, <coughs> I haven't sat and watched back the Moscone Cup yet. I'm going to do, but the clips I have seen, it just looks like America was a little bit all over the place as a team compared to Team Europe, where you could see like every point, every rack, they're there for each other. They're they're like going mental. You know what I mean? It's just uh, you have to you have, you have to work as a team no matter what, and everyone's got to step up. I think Fedor will have a big input as well. Yeah, but the good thing with Fedor is he's got his first year out of the way, so I think next year is going to be a lot better. Yeah, same with yeah, Shane Wolford. Yeah. I, I think that this was the perfect opportunity to get their feet wet, 
and get used to it. And now next year, coming back to the U.S., uh, they will be in a much better spot. And also, I if I was captain, I'd be seeing what's going on with Justin Bergman because I just don't understand it. I mean, that guy is so good, it's unbelievable. But I'm guessing he's got some personal stuff going on there. Yeah, yeah. Well, the other thing what I was just going to say is it's not just about, like, I, I didn't necessarily mean Fedor as a player. I meant as a person because I don't know if you spotted it, Mike, but I was, I can't remember, I think it was day three. He played the doubles match and I was sat next to JJ. I was sat on USA's team bench for the, like when I worked in comms, I was just watching from there. Right. And the players kept going up when um, Fedor was playing doubles and Shane Van Boney never really left. He was just sat there. And at one point, Fedor's looked over and like give him the phone sign as if to say what you're doing. And then like said, any chance, get yourself out here. And Shane got up and walked in the arena. <laughs> that's that's awkward. Well, that's real awkward, man. Well, but I give credit credit for calling yeah, him out. Exactly. It's awkward. Yeah. But at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah, Fetter's gonna be a big personality on that team yeah, going it's, forward. It's, it's, it's and he's gonna be he's gonna be a great Moscone Cup player for a decade. They need, but they need that times ten. I feel like not not in terms of player, but as far as being willing to be that vocal yeah, but, leader. But they because, but because there's a like, void there. Players like that help bring players like that into, you know, the game and and, and help them up their game, their their confidence, whatever. Um, you know, I, I I thought this year I was I curious. I mean, Filler's the best player in the world, no doubt. But yeah. I wonder if how Filler would be if Jason wasn't on the team. Because he really fed off of Jason, you know, this year. It was it was so obvious that he didn't have a care in the world because Jason was carrying the load and doing all that. And Josh could just go out and just have fun. I would, I, And I thought for a minute, I was like, I'd be curious to see how Filler does on this team as a leader and as a yeller if Jason wasn't on the team. I think, to be honest, Mike, I think in about 10 years, he will be the leader of the team. Oh, yeah, Josh. sure. Jason's time's going to come eventually. I mean, what is he, 35, 36? So yeah. he's got 10 years on Jason. But I think, yeah. Keller, I mean, I have no doubts about him. Uh, he don't need anybody, really. But, yeah, I mean, I think... No, he's it, just a freak. It, it definitely helps. But the, yeah. but the guy's a freak. I mean, I've, <laughs> I've played every play you can imagine. And I think, in my opinion, he's the best rotation player I've, I've ever seen. Yeah, play he's, yeah, he's he's ridiculous. How many of those players on Team Europe do you guys think we're going to see back next year? I think, uh, I think definitely three. I think yeah, the I other think three. grabs. Filler, Jason, and Fran? Ruaz, is, Ruaz, is that what you're thinking? Ruaz, Filler, and Jason will probably be the three. I think Jason, the, just because of where he is right now, I think is a, is a lock for a wild card if he doesn't make it. I can't see Ruaz and Filler not qualifying, but again, if they don't, how, how do you not pick them? On, on current form, uh, and then so yeah, you've you've got you've got the rest of the, the the rest of Europe playing for two spots in my opinion. What say you, Carl? I think Albin will qualify. I think yeah, Albin will be favourite to get the fourth spot in my opinion. Yeah, I think you think Albin will qualify on points. Yeah, I think Albin's going to. Well, have I think Albin and catches the fact. It, it depends on catches health. Catchy too. Yeah. Do you yeah. think Fran will qualify on points? <clears throat> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. Yeah, I'm going to say yeah. no too. Yeah, I'll, I'll but, think. I mean, yeah, but I mean, listen. Obviously, he can he can qualify. I'm just mm. throwing it out there. Um, but I think I think three. I think we'll see three guys. I think then, three. 
Yeah, I, I think Matt Clayton is due to get in the team. Matt Clayton, Mario He. Mario's due to get in the team. Well, you know? it changes the whole dynamic then because if you got two rookies out there and then you have a little bit change of a format, new you know new shifts, and when it comes to leadership, then you have more pressure on these guys that are already in alpha roles on. Then you're gonna have a lot of pressure on uh, yeah. Ralph Eckert. Yeah, yeah but you're gonna, they're, they're going to be walking into a team like who's just been winning, aren't they? So even yeah. if Lechner's in the even if Lechner's in the team and it's Jason Filler. Ruiz and Alvin, I mean, it's the same team, isn't it, really? Yeah, I mean, it's like Mario, isn't it? I mean, how was he not played in the Moscone Cup? is unbelievable. I mean, I, I know yeah. one year he, he got robbed, but, I mean, Sanjin, you, you can't write Sanjin. He's been doing really good. He yeah, has been doing really good, too. Alexa, uh, even. Alexa, you know. I mean, there's, there's so many, isn't there? I mean, it's, uh, the Polish guy, uh, the Polish guy, uh, what, Victor, I mean, he's got to make a Moscone Cup. Surely, he's got to be the first Polish player to make the Moscone Cup. WPA player, isn't it? Well, you might. Yeah, they, they kind of, you know. <laughs> it might be, but. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Victor, I mean, surely. No, I think be. I think Victor's, yeah. I, I don't know. I think Victor's not going to be WPA, to tell you the truth. He's so talented. I mean, he's going to make a Moscow well, listen, I appreciate all you guys for coming out and uh, and making time for us and making time for the fans. You know, everybody always enjoys, you know, hearing from, from you two. Uh, when are we going to see you guys defend your World Cup of Pool final for that we got a chance to, <laughs> to see happen? That's the main question I want to know. Well, we've got to stay alive first. Mike, after the performance this year, me and Cal should have been the team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's actually funny, man. Right, that's probably like the worst, the worst performance ever by a GB team. That's TV gold. That's TV oh, gold. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, but Carl, uh, 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 do you think Ralph will be the captain again next year? Well, I mean, it's kind of hard to tell a guy, here's your 40,000, go away. You didn't do anything wrong. I mean, do they need someone different? I mean, obviously not. Uh, I think, so, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I think he's got to stay, on his sure? Yeah, of course. I mean, I mean you know, she could always say after two years, we're going to change or something like that, but I don't think. I don't think she pulls the rug out under him on the first year. No, plus, like you said before, at the end of the day, he's, at least he had the nouns to just maybe set, step back a little bit. I think he's, he deserves his shot overseas, yeah. doesn't he? Definitely. Yeah. 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 Maybe, yeah. maybe we, we need the World Cup in the UK, Carl, so we, we can give it another go. Get a second team, get a D, uh, get a B, a B team. <laughs> Look, still chance. one of the most inspiring performances ever because you guys are called up because of COVID. We could have won it, though. That's what I'm and, saying. I need, I need COVID to come back to get back in that. <laughs> Listen, on the, I probably well, a lot of people brought it back from them with brought it back with them from Europe. I know that. Well, we appreciate all you guys for hanging out with us. Thanks so much for stopping by. It's always a pleasure having you two on. Mike, you as well. Um, stay tuned. we got a lot more shows coming up the rest of the week. Uh, more guests to be uh, I think Laylee tomorrow. We're probably going to get Mika Imminent on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. And, and then, um, uh, I don't know, maybe I'll reach out to Scott, see if he wants to come on and, you know, get some reaction to what Darren had to say. So, um, do your videos, boys. Yeah. 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 Carol and Daz. Yeah. yeah. Big shout yeah, out to uh, Wish him all the best going forward. That's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Crazy. Absolutely. All right, boys, you guys have a great rest of your evening. Mike, have a great rest of your day and everyone for stopping by. We appreciate all y'all. So we'll see you soon. And uh, yeah, thanks a lot.